a podcast by Warhorse Partners, supporting the move forward in investment management. Good day. I'm Piers Curry from Warhorse Partners, and welcome to one of our regular podcasts. Martin Gilbert, Standard Life Aberdeen's vice chairman and former co-CEO, has stepped down from Standard Life Aberdeen and is our guest today. Martin's career of what was nearly 40 years at Aberdeen Asset Management witnessed enormous growth from a small office in Aberdeen, Scotland, with around 50 million of assets at the start, to the Leviathan today, Standard Life Aberdeen, with around 500 billion under management. I declare an interest here as I joined Aberdeen in 1995, once upon a time, in the London office, and I'm a shareholder. After the merger with Standard Life, the outgoing chairman from Aberdeen, Simon Troughton, gave Martin a wonderful scrapbook of photographs of his career titled Still Smiling, based on press headlines about Martin. That cheerfulness and the phrase buccaneering or swashbuckling seems to be a good refrain over the years. So thank you for joining me, Martin. I'm hoping we can swashbuckle through some questions together. I'm sure we can. So in broad terms, since you started your career, the city has seen many crashes and crises. And I wondered what lessons are similar and different now in terms of coping? Yeah, I suppose I've been through about five or six downturns in the market. Certainly economically, this one is probably the most uh, or could be the most severe in that it's uh, it's really a crash in the economy, uh, which we're not seeing yet in the in the markets, uh, strangely enough. But my advice is the same each time, which is try and do nothing. It's very difficult to do nothing when markets are crashing around you. But inevitably, you sell at the bottom uh, or uh, or buy at the top. So uh, really, the best advice is make sure you're happy with the companies, the bonds or the properties you own. Uh, stick with them and uh, and try not to react to these sort of wild movements in the in the market. With massive and maybe necessary government intervention in businesses, we're talking billions, how will active fund managers in future cope with moral hazard in investing, solvency, even real valuations? Well, I think, I mean, I I do think this is an amazing opportunity for active fund managers because there will be huge disparity in the markets going forward in, in all the sectors, in property, bonds, equities. So by that, I mean some companies are going to do badly uh, because of this and others are going to do uh, well. Some properties are going to do badly and some properties are going to do well. A good example would be warehouses for online shops. So the disaster recovery offices are, are almost surplus now. Obviously, retail is going to be difficult. So, so it's a huge opportunity, I think, for the active guys to prove that they can add value to uh, to portfolios over the next few years. I'm listening to other interviews, and people are talking a lot now about sort of national interest and shared worries. But to a certain extent, the purpose of fund management is to act for the returns of shareholders, which is not always the same as the collective saving the country. Is that going to emerge, you think, more as this pans out, that the fundamental difference of interests are going to be recurring again? I, I think we'd already seen a rise in uh, nationalism versus globalization. I'd, certainly for the last few years, we, we, we've, seen that, uh, we've seen that happening. So this downturn 
has shown up the defects in supply chains in uh, in countries like the UK, for example, supply chains cracking and PPE. Food seems to have uh, coped, but but there's no question that there's going to be a rise in uh, rise in nationalism. As for shareholders, uh, as for fund managers and shareholders, there's definitely been a rise in looking after all stakeholders rather than just the uh, just looking at the return to one stakeholder, i.e. the uh, ordinary equity uh, shareholder. So we've definitely seen, again, a change. ESG is on the way up. So there's a lot of change occurring in the, in the world. And, and, and we've seen five years of change in the last 10 weeks. So uh, we've really seen massive, massive disruption over the last, as I say, 10 weeks. You think the fund managers being quite institutionalized themselves are going to be nimble enough to adapt to very changing metrics, very new ways of looking at the world? Or is this just normal that they have to be so flexible? I think if they don't adapt, we'll just continue to see the decline of, uh, of active asset management. And, and I think they are all nimble enough to, to do that. Active fund managers, by their very nature, are generalists. Uh, they're pretty nimble. They uh, tend to invest for the long term and tend to take an interest in the companies they're, uh, they're investing in. So uh, I'm, I'm positive for the, uh, fund, for the active fund management sector over the next, uh, next four or five years. It's encouraging. Martin, you said in a recent interview that this is the longest you have spent at home for over 20 years. And I was wondering, has anything entered your mind about the industry during this spell that you didn't have time to think about before? I, I think it's been really interesting. And one of the other companies I'm involved with uh, is seriously thinking about encouraging their people to work at home three, possibly even as much as four days a week and possibly only coming in one day a week because the rise of productivity, the rise in productivity we've seen with people working from home. I, I mean, I must admit, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I've uh, enjoyed not having to do the uh, the traveling. I do miss the traveling as well, oddly enough. But uh, but it's been really uh, it's been really fascinating and and does show how much time you can waste traveling or or in meetings or or whatever. But as I say, the the rise in technology, the use of video conferencing has really pushed five years of change in 10 weeks. So it's been really fascinating. And, uh, and I, I must admit, I've enjoyed it. That's great. <laughs> I was thinking that it's quite an easy change for freelancers who are used to families working at home. It's the H in working from home for corporates who perhaps have never had such domestic closeness that can be hard. <laughs> I suspect you're right. I mean, I think you've got to adapt to it. And I, I, look, I'm fortunate enough. We have a big enough property that we can scatter around the house. I do feel for, for people that aren't in that position and possibly have young children at home as well. So I think I think once schooling uh, resumes, I think that will help enormously as well, working from home, because it must be really difficult trying to work, trying to school your your children remotely 
all of these sort of things. I suspect it might change corporate leadership because there's a second boss in the domestic space that you don't have in large offices in the city. I thought you were the boss in your household here, Scott. So I've never uh, been the boss, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think that 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 is interesting. You you uh, th- yeah you've you've got to you've got to uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah, you've got to you've got to get on. You can't just continue as you did in the office. And uh, um, so it's it's as I say. Look, we're we're fortunate enough to have a. A bigger, big enough property that we can scatter to uh, all parts. But, uh, but as I say, I do, I, I do feel for people that just don't have that luxury. But I do think the cost of working from home is is fantastic, especially in London if you can save the commuting uh, cost, the the time to get to the uh, the office, the commuting time. All of these things are uh, are really big wins for, for people. That's the first episode of a two-part interview with Martin Gilbert, former chairman of Aberdeen Standard Investments. In our next podcast, Martin talks about the origins of the business he founded, company culture, the value of experience, making a difference, as well as offering me a few tips to close. This is a podcast from warhorsepartners.com, supporting the move forward in investment management. Keep galloping on until the next time.